Good morning, good evening, or good afternoon. I totally did that backwards. And welcome to another episode of Excess Gaming Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Xander Scullion, and joining with me is my wonderful co-host, Mr. James Grusin. What's up, James? Greetings and salutations. I mean, it might not be backwards depending on what you know, time zone you're in. <laughs> true, you true. Know, you never really know. But I hope you all are doing well. I hope you're having a, a good late Halloween. Maybe you're still celebrating because it seemed like it just went by so fast. Or maybe you're embracing Thanksgiving or maybe even Christmas because there's been lots of Christmas lights and stuff up. But hey, man, I'm I, I'm not hating. Do, do what you got to do to make yourself happy, I think, right now. Indeed, indeed. And yeah, the holidays are already here. Uh, I feel like, you know, I feel like last week was April and then we all woke up and like, oh, shit, there's Christmas lights out. Okay. I mean, this year's been very, very, like, long and deary, so I'm all about some holiday cheer and, and stuff like that. And speaking of, of cheer, there's a lot to cheer about uh, this week because we are officially into the new gen. The uh, Xbox Series X came out last week, and um, the PS5 had just came out on Friday. And it's, it's had some uh, mixed reviews, some mixed results, but overall, uh, folks have been really, really happy about it. Um, James, do you know anybody, uh, personally yet who has, a, a new console? No, no, I, I know a few people that it, it ordered some, had some on the way. Uh, no one I've actually talked to yet that has physically, you know, gotten one. I mean, it's so weird though. Like to me, it's almost, and, and maybe it, it, cause it has been cause of the year, you know, just everything has been just kind of dire and crazy. And it's like, suddenly it's like, ah, new video game systems yeah it's like there's so many other things going on like i don't really know it, it's a big investment at this time too when a mm-hmm. lot of people are hurting for money um but i mean more power to you like i have no problem dude. like if anybody can get one uh and, and you enjoy it it makes you happy like i have no issue with that uh i just i, I really hope they all work you know it's like you, yeah. know, you hear many things going on i just want people to have like a good product that is reliable but we all know with those you know first buys many times like there are issues that need to be worked out but i'm thinking with everything going on if there are any issues honestly these companies are more than likely i think 99 percent gonna like take care of it because like they just don't want to deal with any like bad crap with all the other bad crap going on yeah i mean i've i've seen a couple of folks that i know online that's had one uh my friend Mikel, he he has a series x and he has a ps5 he recently made some videos like unboxing videos and some youtubers that i watch have already gotten the consoles as well and i mean it is a very weird console launch uh because sometimes like it doesn't it doesn't feel like we have new consoles like i, I have to remind myself they're like Wow, there's a new Sony PlayStation, new Sony PlayStation out there, a new Series X, a new Xbox, and um, I think the main thing that people have been kind of talking about is, of course, the same thing that everyone talks about when you get a brand new console. Uh, they have it, but there's not a whole lot they can do with it yet. Um, and, you know, PS5. I know folks that are playing Miles Morales. Uh, our friend Sean Long, I, I believe he's already beaten Miles Morales. He got it, and he's putting down a review for that. Uh, RGT85. Also, um, you know, my friend Mikel, he's been streaming. Uh, I think he's going to be streaming uh, Dark Souls soon. And then JKB, Jason Hooft, I've been talking to him a lot about the new next-gen consoles, or current-gen now, and he actually had a problem with this PS5. Uh, his PS5, he got the one with the, hard, with the disk drive, and it's just making this really loud buzzing sound, and it crashed on him a couple times. So he's... 
on the process of now sending his console back to Sony, and that that's horrible. Like, I, I have to say there's a lot of people, um, and maybe it's because people are hurting for money, but I've seen a lot more animosity online from people uh, not having the new consoles yet that are kind of excited, I hate to say this, they're kind of excited that, that stuff's going wrong for some of these people. They're like, oh, well, this is why I don't buy a console on lunch. Ha, ha, ha. And I'm like, dude, don't be that way. Don't be that person. You know? No, I mean, that's the one. I mean, that is the price you pay. Lots of times you're going to get launched. Like I said, many people are going to have great experiences. Mm-hmm. Uh, I kind of wish they'd have a better method to where the person could maybe just get a new one from a store. You know, they could reimburse them instead of them having to wait. Like, to me, like, that's really just bullshit, yeah. man. You, you get one day one. I'm sorry. You should not have to wait. I mean, who knows? This guy could be waiting at least a month. I mean, and who knows, maybe if they get his system in, they'll send him a new one out right away. But yeah. that's still that's still a long process. And like I said, it is a really big investment at this time. Um, you know, hopefully some people got on some of those payment plan deals with the Xbox, which I still think is great. You know, and I've heard GameStop is still going to be honoring that lots, you know, through the holidays, people can still get on that. And there's lots of misinformation about it. I mean, it's really, it, it, there is no interest to it, you know, because it yeah. adds in the Ultimate Game Pass. It's $15 a month. You get two years, it's 360 bucks, paying $480 for the system. It adds out to 800 something, yes, but you're also only paying like 35 bucks a month. And I mm-hmm. think that's a really great deal that they're just wanting, you know, to get those in people's hands. But at the same time, too, y- you want a good experience. And just, I-, I really hope these bad ones are a few and far between. And on the good side, if you can't get a new one right now, I mean, it, it, lots of these games are going to be playable on both systems. Mm-hmm. We're still going to get good stuff on these other ones. It, it's not like this now past generation has ended, you know? Yeah. PS4, Xbox, like they're still going to end up having games. Like the lifespan always is pretty insane, you know, to me with a lot of these systems. Yeah, and we'll get into that when we when we celebrate the PS4 talk because I do want to say for those folks who haven't jumped on the current gen, like there are people out there who do not have a PS4 or Xbox One. Uh, now's the time to do it. I mean, there's probably going to be plenty of Black Friday sales for things like the PS4 Pro or Xbox Series X, and not to mention there's uh, you know over seven years worth of a catalog of games that you can get. There's just so much to play. Now, I do have some gaming news, um, and this this regards to the PS5 with Walmart. Walmart PS5 stock is gone after four hectic release day restocks. Says, uh, and this is an update from the article. This is from GameSpot.com. Walmart's PS5 stock is now completely gone after retail offered four different restocks on November 12th, the console's release day, while most stores restock night at midnight Eastern time on launch day. Walmart offered four different time slots throughout the day on Thursday at 12 p.m., 3 p.m., 6 p.m., and 9 p.m. Eastern time. Each one sold out within minutes. Even on the page, refreshing rate at the restock led to site crashes, slow loading, and the inability to actually add the console to your cart when the button appeared. If you managed to secure a PS5 during one of those uh, time stocks, congrats. You didn't, have, you didn't, and you're not alone, and we feel your pain. If you're looking to buy a PS5, your next best chance will be during Black Friday 2020. Walmart plans to restock the console online. 
Then GameStop GameStop stores will have a minimum of two PS5 units per location, and we expect other stores to restock the PS5 during Black Friday as well. Continue to track the availability on the PS5 buying guide. Man, it's here. <laughs> that's all I got to say. It's here. Super store. <laughs> oh my god, that that's insane. And you know that kind of goes back to um, you know uh, a, a story that I want to talk about because uh, you know I got the the new Yakuza like a dragon, and it was funny because you know it, we have listeners who like physical and digital media, and some some folks are more pro digital, some pro some folks are more pro uh, physical. And the thing is, is I called Game. I remember I called GameStop because I didn't want to waste the time going down there and getting uh, Like a Dragon. I was like, "Hey, do you guys have uh, you know Yakuza Like a Dragon in stock?" Because it just came out. And the guy checks and he's like, "I I don't have it right now. I should be getting it at three o'clock." Now, mind you, I had to be at work at four. I'm calling at like eleven, twelve o'clock in the afternoon. And uh, he was like, "Yeah, you know, when we get in, we could hold it for you and come by and pick it up." And I'm like, "Yeah, I mean, that's not that's not necessary. I was just checking to see if you guys had it before I went out." Blah blah blah. I ended up buying it digital, which I've never bought a Yakuza game digital, uh, other than Dead Souls because that was like five dollars, and I I don't really like that game too much. Oh yeah. <laughs> but I mean. I honestly was just like, I'm going to buy it digital. And the thing is, I'm seeing a lot of people this generation from listening to the various podcasts and then being like, you know what? I really don't want to get a physical copy of stuff. I kind of just want digital. Like, we're starting to see that a little bit more this generation. I mean, I could put it in, because I'd talk to you about it, too, because I also got Like a Dragon. And uh, it's not my first digital purchase, as I got, you know, Yakuza 5 on uh, PS3. And that was the only way to get that mm-hmm. at that time. So that was the first digital one. I also have them all on PlayStation. But, you know, with, with this one coming out, like I opted also having, you know, the game share, which I said, which is kind of kind of ruled my life. That really made me cross over to the digital side, like using that. It's just uh, so many bonuses with it, you know, having two people to be able to, like, have and play the game. Like, it's awesome. So I, I jumped on it that way, you know. So I, yeah. I, too, went digital. I did check to see if there was any special editions, you know, because Yakuza 6 had that great set with the glasses. Yeah, I think, all the- I think all they had was, like, a steel book and, like, some art. I think they did something like that. I don't think it was something yeah, too crazy. I, I don't give a shit about a steel book. Like, I really don't. Like, I, I need some, like, you know trinkets and shit yeah. like that like like that's what i really need and, and it was a lot of costume sets and the uh extra content was all costumes couple jobs and, and this stuff you could get digitally like and it was like 90 bucks and i was like no i just i got the standard 60 dollars version myself you know yeah and, and that's the thing too is um that's what i've always liked about yakuza like collector's editions is they always felt like gentlemen's collector's editions it's like oh pre-order this and you get like a a Toho like business card, or you get a um, uh, a freaking uh, like shot glasses and stuff like that. You know, like I always felt like their their special editions were just very very personable. That's what I really liked about them. They would, and actually, as you said, like they're even classier because it's not even a shot glass. It's actually like a, a drinking glass. You yeah, savor it. You know, I'd yeah, they put some scotch in there. You know, chug it down. <laughs> you know, but they're like, no, say it, like savor this because. You're an adult. Which, which that's that's what I did. And we'll, I'll get we'll get into some yakuza talk when we talk about games we've been playing. But I will say, like that day, like I told I told my girlfriend, I, t- I told the kids, you know, I'm like today it was a Friday. 
I was off that day, and I'm like, I don't want to do anything but play this game. I was like, you guys do your chores, you guys do what you need to do, do not bother me. And the night before, I went and bought like two things of pumpkin donut holes, I was stocked on coffee, and it was, man, it was really, really good. But... Just, just ready to go on that. Yeah. I actually have a little bit of news myself, too, with some wrestling things going on. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, talk we, about that. Well, I mean, you know, recently hit the, the AEW pay-per-view. This one was uh, full gear, and uh, it, they're always good. I always get their pay-per-views. I, I don't keep up with the show. I listen to a lot of wrestling podcasts and kind of follow it. Like, I don't have cable. It's just a pain to try to, you know, find it on YouTube and stuff. So I keep up with that way, but I do get the pay-per-views. And uh, they still charge 50 bucks. I mean, they only have four a year. But I can say, like, I'm usually not disappointed. It's still, you know, hang out with a couple of my friends. Uh, we're fairly distanced on the couch. It's always the same three friends. And, uh, you know, we're pretty trustworthy with each other. So I think we're okay. But uh, And never really disappointed in the pay-per-views. But uh, AEW recently had, like, a little uh, announcement with their game. Mm. And it's something we've been hearing about. Uh, of course, a lot of the executive vice presidents of the company, Seppi and the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega, are huge gaming fans. Especially Kenny, uh, always and, and Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes is a huge gamer. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 you have a mega unit with the Final Fantasy gear, One Wing Angel, finishing move. Uh, he's kind of like on the team. One of their referees, Aubrey Edwards, uh, she actually used to work for some game companies in some format. I'm really, I don't know if it was like mobile games. She did something, but either mm-hmm. way, they're on the team. More importantly, though, they have Ukes developing this game. Uh, you know, who have done about 30 different wrestling games. Uh, they were in the heyday of WWE with the SmackDown, uh, which are much beloved. Uh, and, you know, they finally dropped off uh, in this last game that WWE put out. was terrible as far as the 2K. Um, and I think even Yuxa maybe had worn themselves a little bit thin at that point. Mm-hmm. But also, they have Hideyuki Iwishita, who was the director of No Mercy, and also Def Jam Vendetta, and he was a producer mm. on the uh, Fight for New York. So they have Ukes, who's done many, many great wrestling games, and they have the director of No Mercy, which everybody loves. That's all everybody wants, and everybody's hoping this game is going to be. Um, they've just had a couple of shots so far. Uh, some of it's been knocked for looking a bit too cartoony. But, I mean, if they're catering to the No Mercy fans, No Mercy was never known for its graphics. Yeah, yeah. The gameplay. Yeah, this is, those games were always more like, uh, like, arc, like I don't want to say arcade because, like, it wasn't just button mashing, but it, was, it wasn't as, like, simulated, if that makes any sense. Yeah, it, it was, and it definitely did have just a more pick-up-and-play, kind yeah. of, uh, you know, e- easy-to-control, you know, hard-to-master eventually you could get there and i mean you know having the director of those games having the power and the team of ukes behind it uh i actually have a lot of faith in this game like i'm expecting it I, i'm be, excited to be really great um and you can see like WWE with the failure of the 2k you know they changed over and they had the battlegrounds you know which i think is very fun more arcadey style and also speaking of arcadey style retromania which has been talked about for over a year. It was promised back in the summer. They had pre-orders up, kept getting delayed. If you follow them on uh, 
social media, like they are always getting jumped on for the constant delays of their game. Uh, but they finally have a release date of uh, February 26th. Nice. And that's, that's still a ways off, but it is the you know official sequel to WWF WrestleFest. Uh, they actually did get some licensing you know, uh, things through to be able to use that. And I mean, it, it looks a lot like those. I mean, you can always play those old ones on, uh, emulators like, like I did recently. It was still a blast. But I'm looking forward to this. They have lots of independent wrestlers, uh, you know, on there. I think it's still going to be a great game. I just, I, 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 I hate it got delayed so long. Cause I mean, they, they were catching so much shit. Anytime they do an update, people would just knock them. People are still mocking the date. Like, yeah, I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah. They've caught so much hell and they're a small team and, you know, I think they just fought too big up front and maybe promised too much too quick. But, I mean, they're I mean, they're trying, and they do have a date now. So I'll give them that, and, hey, I'm going to buy it when it comes out because I think it looks awesome. Indeed, indeed. And that's a good segue to uh, uh, the second-to-last news story that I have. Um, this one's a little uh, – could have got really scary. Um, this is also on GameSpot.com. It says, no threat after hostage situation reported at Ubisoft Montreal headquarters. Okay, so a frightening situation at Ubisoft Montreal headquarters on Friday afternoon appears to be resolved without any injuries. Police were called in for what described as a hostage situation prompting a large number of resources to be deployed to the area. According to the press release released on the service uh, police department Montreal, it was ultimately determined there was no threat. Simply confirming media reports during the incident suggested police had been called as a result of a hoax. Reports of a police operation emerged on Friday with local news stations broadcasting footage of what appeared to be Ubisoft's employees taking shelter on the roof of the company's office. And a tweet from Montreal police said it was responding to a 911 call and advised people to stay away from the area. It was later said to be no threat and begun evacuating the building. Uh, see, this is this is kind of scary because, I mean... We've seen a lot, and you know, you brought this up when you were talking about the the wrestling game. Of uh, it seems to be, and this is going to be terrible to say this. It seems to be a lot of entitlement when it comes to game releases and and setbacks. And we've seen a lot of stuff with Project CD Red with uh, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. I believe it's called <laughs> Cyberpunk. Uh, it's that been delayed man. so many times, and you know. We're in the middle of a pandemic. Uh, honestly, I, I tell folks that we're lucky to have anything right now. Um, you know, folks are working at home, uh, working in office and, and very different environments. The resources are very, very different. So games and consoles and all sorts of stuff is going to be delayed. And it, I hate to see that, you know, stuff like that, like this and Ubisoft would happen. They never, they never said in the uh, article what it could have been, like what started it all. But I just know there's been a lot of animosity towards people and gaming delays. Uh, Project CD Red got death threats the moment they were like, hey, we're not releasing Cyberpunk till December. So, ugh, people. It's just, it's just sad. I mean, you know, it really I, is. I, it makes me, I can go back to Yakuza once again. You know, I think like, like how I felt, like how long I hold it off on beating part four. Cause like, I thought I'd never get one again. You know, and I did. I ended up getting five, and I mean, it, it was awesome. But at the time, like, yes, I get it. It's heartbreaking. But these games are still coming out. I mean, damn, like, if somebody, like, went to a place with a hostage situation with a game delay, I mean, my, 
I, it, you know, hey, man, mental health, man. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and don't forget, you know, these developers are going through crunch as well. Um, again, like I, I don't know too much more about this story. It could have been something like delays, or I mean, it could have been a disgruntled employee that's been crunched and working eighty hours a week. You know, like we we don't know yet. And and the thing is, is like people have to remember that these game companies, these developers, are people with families and and outside things other than just sitting in a cubicle making a video game all day. And it's just heartbreaking to see that. You know, these talented individuals who make these video games, uh, this is why they retire early. This is why they get out of the business before they're like, you know, 30 or 40 years old because they get so burnt out. And it's it's sad. I read that and I'm like, man, that's that's horrible. That's freaking horrible. But uh, getting into a better topic, <laughs> and this has to do with Yakuza. Yakuza producer would like to be involved in a Sonic the Hedgehog game. He said, quote, I would make it a completely different Sonic. RGG Studios producer Disaki Sato has hinted that he will be he would like to be involved with a Sonic the Hedgehog game once at least in his career. In an interview celebrating the sixty years of Sega, Sato asked what Sega's IP would be like in his hands, and it was not an easy question given the uh Sega's back catalog, and Sato went straight away to the company and said, Sonic. He says, an IP I haven't come to before, and in a sense, I would love to try it. Well, Sonic, um, after all, when you hear Sega, you think of Sonic, and I would like to be involved with it at least once. And, and you know, it was funny. I had, I had a lot of people on um, Facebook that were sharing this story, and they were having all these different extravagant you know, ideas of what he would do with Sonic. They're like, yeah, it would probably be a, a much more darker Sonic, and it would do this. And I'm like, let's not forget this guy did Monkey Ball. <laughs> I think a lot of people forget that he, he started out with Monkey Ball. And I was like, he could make a really good Sonic game. I mean, sure, he would want to probably do it something different than what we've seen before. But I don't think he's going to go into a, I don't think he would go into Sonic trying to make it a dark, brooding, shadow-like hedgehog game. I think his personality and his sense of humor and his story writing, I think he would do a great job. So you think both ways. Like, my, my thoughts went to, uh, you know, like the the original form of of Sonic when you hear of how it looked and he had this chick with like some big boobs and it was a little bit more rough, punky looking Sonic. Yeah. I got a thought with that, but like you said, like, man, monkey ball was such just a great, fun, bright, silly game. And I mean, it's not, it's, it's not a far stretch, you know, to, mm -hmm. to think, you know, that, that could happen. And I mean, it's very, you know, prolific within Sega. Uh, a lot of them, he makes me think of the, you know, the guy, the double dragon back in the day, they just kind of got this. They kind they kind of look like dudes you wouldn't want to mess with, you know. Mm -hmm. like they they look a little bit rough, man. Sometimes they make rough games, but man, I I could see you know something great. And I mean, it's like like why not have him involved because he is one of the more prolific characters I think like you know involved in Sega now, which is crazy. Helming that series for so long, you know. I mean, that's uh, you know. I mean, I know they always have Sonic and stuff, but I mean that you know someone like me really. It, Sega was always alive, you know, with Yakuza. Yeah, and, and I mean, Yakuza now is the second most popular series in in, in Sega, like uh, next to Sonic the Hedgehog, which is which is crazy to think. Now, uh, you know, I was just looking, and you know what's really funny? We're recording this on November fifteenth. Guess what was released on November 
fifteenth, two thousand thirteen. Man, uh, maybe uh, I knew Sega Saturn. No, no, no. November fifteenth, two thousand thirteen was the release of the PlayStation Four. Damn, dude, we couldn't, we could not schedule this any better than we actually did. <laughs> I've had some really weird coincidences lately. Like the other day, even on Facebook, I posted some live uh, Sam Hain, and it was actually on the same day I saw them play. Oh, my play. God. That is so funny. It, yeah. It, it, like that blew up. Like I, I realized that afterwards. I was like, wow. It's like it, it really hit some weird dates recently. But, yeah, it was, it was released in North America, November 15, 2013, November 29th in Europe, South America, and Australia. And February twenty second, two thousand fourteen, in Japan, which is really interesting that Japan got it last. That's that's really interesting. Yeah, they usually are the the first. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so we wanted to get into some PS four talk. I mean, I was thinking, you know, uh, you know, right after we had our Halloween episode with Ryan, I was like, what, what what's our next topic? What, like, what what could we do another episode on? And I was like, you know what, let's talk about the PS4, because, you know, PS5 is going to be out, and everyone's going to be talking about that. And, you know, uh, PS4 was just such a special con. It's still a very special console, and it's still selling like crazy. Um, and it was a console I was actually kind of late getting into. I, I, I'm trying to remember. I think you and I got our PS4s around the same time, didn't we? Yeah, I might have gotten mine a bit earlier. I was trying to think of that myself. Like, I, I definitely, neither of us got it, you know, at launch. And uh, it might have even been a couple years later. Uh, yeah, because I got mine, I believe I got mine 2015. Yeah, I, I was trying to look up with some games I had gotten. And, and I think that was around the time I did. It's a couple years late, but there was still, you know, lots of good stuff out. A lot of things are cheaper. For me, I remember actually how I got my uh, PS4. Like, I, I just, I didn't want to spend the full money on it, because it was still a, a, I mean, damn, I think at that time it was still, you know, over 300-something bucks. It might have been, like, 350 Um I got a GameStop credit card, like, just to get the system. Oh, but wow. I, also, I also didn't want to put it all on the card. I kind of wanted, you know, to, to knock off a bit of price, so I actually ended up selling a bunch of my Super Nintendo games. My brother EJ, he bought quite a few off of me like like i had some good ones we did up i pretty much just told him the titles i had and had him come up with like a list and price and i went with that which i thought was very fair um he got some stuff you know cheaper than what was going for i didn't have to deal with the hassle you know selling online and mm-hmm. you know it was just very easy and so i did that and i offset you know almost the full cost of the system and i remember at the time i definitely got the mad max game which uh I know it was also on Xbox, but it was kind of like a, a prequel to Fury Road, and uh, it was very fun. It had great driving in it, uh, and I'd also gotten, uh, ah, damn it, it's this racing game uh, where you just, like, run over people. It's pretty terrible. Uh, something like some Carnage. I, I forget the name, but it was bad, but it kind of blew me away because it was only car, you know, uh, racing and running over people, but Mad Max, man, it really had the... Uh, car combat and everything down and i also got until dawn those mm. those were the first three games i got because uh, i was definitely wanting to play that i mean until dawn you know we see they're still coming out with you know the uh, makers of that are still coming out with games i mean man that was a really awesome game that i still want to go back and play that one again 
but uh, it was it's a very fun little you know first three games I got with the system. Yeah, my my first games I got is I got um, I got The Walking Dead season two, and I got Grand Theft Auto five. Um, I didn't really play a whole lot of Grand Theft Auto five. I I didn't. I play I played a good amount of, of uh season two of Walking Dead, but I think what what made me want to get the PlayStation Four, you know, because I, I remember we were kind of late to the game. Um, I remember just seeing the the preview and and playing the the interactive demo to PT, you know, Silent Hills mm. by uh, Kojima. I remember playing that and being like, oh, okay, this is gonna make me want to get a PS4. This is why I want to get a PS4, and of course Bloodborne as well. Had Bloodborne come out, and uh, I, I just remember, like, it was the first time in a while that I was excited to have a PlayStation console. Because last gen, I was a little bit more on the 360 side. I didn't really get a, I didn't get a PS3 until, like, 2012 when Nino Cooney came out. That's what made me go, like, okay, I need to get a PS3 because it was an exclusive. But other than that, I mean, I hadn't had this much fun with a, a PlayStation console, I want to say, since the PlayStation 2. Like, it was... So freaking awesome, and and some of the features blew me away. Uh, stuff that we kind of don't even think about now because it's kind of norm, like uh, the share button. You know, being able to to share your game footage online or being able to live stream. I mean, think of how many people who do live streams now. How they got their start. Many of them probably got their start using that share function on the PlayStation Four. You know. Like being able to just go on Twitch without, you know, having a, a capture card, without having all that stuff. All you'd have to have is, like, uh, a headset. You wouldn't even have to have a camera unless you wanted to be on the stream. Then you can get the PlayStation 4 camera. And, I mean, that was that was really something that, at the time, uh, Microsoft and uh, Sony knew that streaming was going to be the future. Streaming was going to be something really, really big that people would be enjoying from years to come so i'm glad they added that feature very early on in those consoles life cycles yeah you can really see how that, like that changed a lot of things having that on there i i was a big fan actually of the controller too and oh I, yeah i i do even play a bit more xbox you know lately uh and it, it's mainly because i have to just the, i got two hdmi plugs in the back of my tv and it sucks so i always have like yeah, a fire stick plugged up and it's like uh you gotta change it out at least the switch you can just you know, play that in handheld oh but, man you got the same setup i do like i have <laughs> i have a fire stick in one uh in one hdmi port and then i have like a rogue hdmi that just goes to whatever console i'm gonna play next uh, see, i gotta <laughs> climb behind the tv i'm like man why have I, I not bought like a splitter at some point same. but um it, but, and even though like I'm, I'm more used to playing the xbox lately uh playstation is still my button layout and like you said you know uh you were a little bit more 360 i was definitely more playstation which once again goes back to yakuza like when i got a new system i was like well they have yakuza 3 I, so i got the playstation 3 that was how you know that happened i stuck with it yeah. but i mean it, it, that's still my button layout like mm-hmm. i remember when we'd play my friend that had an xbox he used to have to translate for me we just had a system and he would call out the playstation coordinate button and i still have that issue and i mean it, the bad thing is is like it's pretty much set up like a super nest controller uh, but I'm, I'm just i'm so used to the triangle x like that's just such mm-hmm. a classic uh, button layout for me yeah uh, but i, I did like i said i, I like the controller I, i've still always liked the that you know spaced out d-pad they have um 
never had an issue with that for any games. I mean, if I wasn't using like an NES style, I just like I'm fine with something like that. Like it's a great D pad. They had that weird little you know touchscreen thing on there. Um, that was new, you know. But in the not speaker. Bad. That speaker, that freaked me out the first time I played. I think I played, uh, like, Grand Theft Auto. I played Grand Theft Auto Five, and I'm sitting there driving around listening to the radio, and then, like, someone's calling me or something like that, and it's coming through the speaker of my controller. And I'm like, what What the hell is that sound? I'm like, what the hell? And I realized it was the the speaker in the controller. I I totally didn't realize it. And I wonder if that's kind of a throwback almost, like, to the Wii. Mm -hmm. Because I remember playing a couple of the horror games on there. Like, it was one, The Calling, uh, that, you know, the main thing in it was having the cell phone and it would like ring and these ghosts would talk to you like on the speaker on the Wiimote. And that was like really freaky. And it's the same thing on the PlayStation remote, you know, certain games, they use it right. And it's just, I mean, especially in some like horror games like that can really throw you off and just always a good, just classic feel. Um, I give props to my cats in the room now visiting, but uh, <laughs> I, I, I give props to uh, both of the companies, honestly, for their controllers, because I think they're both great. Indeed, indeed. And uh, I went on Twitter, and I pretty much posted on Twitter, I was like, hey, our next episode, we're going to be talking about the PlayStation 4, some of our memories, and I asked some folks to share some of their memories. And, and keep in mind, guys, if you're listening to the podcast and you have a question that you want to send us, you can always email us at excessgamingpodcast at gmail.com. But uh, the first one I got is from, uh, and I, I'm totally going to butcher his username, and I, I really apologize, because his, his username is like N, and it has a couple of kanji, like Japanese lettering, and it says, add Kuhai no Tenjo. So I hope I did not mispronounce that. But he says, okay, I'll, treat, I'll tweet more than once, but here it goes. It says, Bloodborne was the first big experience in the consoles. Ambience, theme, and gameplay was the mo- one of the most immersive experiences I still need to play the DLC. He said, Witcher 3 launch was so big, I still haven't finished the game. Near Automata had a launch problem in my region, and I had to wait many months to finally get my hands on it. Also, a very immersive experience. I loved Yoko Toro's work immensely, and it was one of my favorite games. He said, my favorite online experience was Monster Hunter World, even though I didn't finish it because the game I was playing, the friend I was playing would stop talking to me. <laughs> That's rough. Uh. Other than that, I played some solid Japanese hits. There are some I still need to, like the Yakuza series, Persona 5, Death Stranding, Toshima, uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake. That said, I basically hated the Western games aside from a few expectations uh, or exceptions. By the way, where is the podcast available? I only know your YouTube. Well, you can check out our podcast on any podcaster of your choice. We're on Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, and iHeartRadio. And if there's a podcaster that you listen to that we're not on, leave me a message. DM me on uh, Twitter at Excess Gaming Podcast. Uh, Justin, he says, the first game I played was Infamous Second Son. I was able to immediately see the graphic difference versus the original Infamous, and it was my first Platinum Trophy. I remember being wowed in the in the combination of graphics and gameplay. But God of War, though, really, that game was amazing. Uh, Vince says, Ease 8 just blew me away. Uh, DC Redia, Spider-Man on the PS4 was one of my all-time favorites because of this console. And the last one is Simon Stevens. He says, the highlight for me was Uncharted 4. Nothing has topped it for me since. Graphically, it blew me away and turned out to be the best in the series. Horizon Zero Dawn was another pleasant surprise, and I still can't wait to jump back into Forbidden West, best console of this gen. 
I can't, and I, you know what? I can't really, uh, can't really deny that PS4, PS4 was just a very, it's a very special console, and you know, um, they were talking earlier about the the Japanese games. This is really the console that a Japanese market came back. Because uh, I don't know if you remember this, uh, James, but you know, last gen, like the 360 PS3 era, was a very dark time for Japanese companies. Yeah. It was it was it was like they were trying to cater to the Western audience, but they didn't really know how, and so many games were really empty because of that. It's like it definitely was a weird time. I I, I would I I can't not speak too about the VR. Um, mm-hmm. You know, having that considering PlayStation being the only console you know that, that really has that, and me also getting that like a bit late. I bought it from a friend good deal um it's something i always i always mean to play more and i I really think a lot of that stuff is going to be like you know bc with the new systems to where you can use it um because you they definitely kept up like you can use your old move controllers from the ps3 Mm -hmm. uh you can use them on the ps4 sometimes you have to get an adapter uh honestly it's a little bit easier if you actually get the ps4 ones just because it's easier to charge them but uh, I think you really need those for the full VR experience. But, I mean, I had such a blast. Like I said, I mean, if you like light gun games, I mean, I love them. Like, that's the way to play them. Like, Gun Club, Lethal VR. I mean, awesome games. I mean, hey, Resident Evil 7. Uh, I still actually haven't really played that on the VR. And uh, it's it's maybe just because I'm, like, a little bit scared. You know? <laughs> Do you I, think- just, I, I don't know. Do you think we'll see a, a VR presence with the PS5? Yeah, man. Like I said, I, I think that this old stuff is going to be backwards compatible. And honestly, like the, the VR, uh, you know, area, like it's still pretty big. Like you don't hear about it a lot, but if you look on the store, there's really a lot of games. And I mean, they're still coming out. Uh, there's all kind. Like I said, if you just want to ride a roller coaster, I mean, mm-hmm. especially now, you might not want to go to a theme park. Roller coaster thing is fucking like it. Like it's really great. There's like a, a like a Aspen experience where you're out on the Everest, Mount Everest. I think like you're, it's like you're out on there. Like it's lots of cool ones. A lot of them are really cheap, but I, I think you'll be able to use the old equipment. I think they'll keep it going. Uh, I think it's a niche audience, but there's still lots of like really cool games they can do. And uh, you know, with we're talking about wrestling earlier, I also have to mention like Fire Pro. Yeah, because uh, Fire Pro World was only you know on PlayStation. Uh, it actually you know, has a New Japan license, and a lot of the guys that are in AEW now, like Kenny and the Young Bucks, they're actually on that game too. And you know, if you're looking some to play in the meantime, it's still a great game. Uh, it is you know one of those that's it. It may be not super easy to play. Like to me, though, it makes sense. It is hard to master, but you could still go on there and have a blast. You know, just doing just a regular match. You know, and have like a good time. I like to do the death matches with exploding light bulbs and barbed wire and shit like they actually have that on there like i think which is pretty amazing um but it's it's still you know like a like a fun game and, and like only on the ps5 which was kind of a shame like that would have been a good one to pop up on other uh systems i think indeed indeed and um you know before before we close in the ps4 talk and, and get into games we've been playing um james if you could recommend one PS4 games is someone right now who's listening who hasn't jumped on the PS4 bandwagon, you know, who have been like, you know, I'll just wait till they come out with the PS5, then I'll get a PS4 Pro. Uh, what game would you recommend? 
Man. Uh, I'd, I'd probably have to go with, uh, man, I'd probably just have to go with the Yakuza game still. Because you know? yeah. they keep them alive. <laughs> I'll say go with Yakuza uh, Kiwami 2. Maybe try that one out, you know? <laughs> I see, because I was thinking of Yakuza as well, and I'd be like, zero. Cause see, zero. Cause... See, I could see that because that would be in the start. Like me, I still go back to like the first one I played, you know, being Yakuza, but then... You know, two had like a bit more love, so I was like, "Oh yeah, maybe that would that, that would be." And that's still more of a, a, a personal choice, you know. Where I mean, there's so many good, but you know, like I said, like a game like God of War, it's only yeah. on PlayStation. I mean, you really can't go wrong with that. I still want to play the uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. Like mm-hmm. we heard about that. Same. It, you know, it never played it, and like we said, just you know, PlayStation and Yakas just like w- went together for so long. Like I said, it determined me getting a PS3. It really made me stick with the PS4, and now it's on, you know, Xbox. Like, like, which is it, it's pretty crazy to see it finally cross over. But for so it's, long, it was it's so, so weird synonymous. It's so weird that Like a Dragon came out on the Series X before it came out on PS5. That's yeah. really weird. That is uh, just a, a strange step yeah, in gaming, but it, it goes to show you how far, like, yeah, because uh has come you know like i said it's a, you know we're, we're talking more about the ps4 but i mean it was just they were so synonymous like i said with five coming out even on uh you know ps3 that was a fight um you know it was like uh they they talked to fans to see like what foreign games do you want to see because playstation you know did push to get more of those games you know on american systems and that was the one man that was you know not at the top of the list but it was damn on the list and it, it sure ended up coming out and, and it like, yeah, I was saying it skyrocketed uh, RGG Studios. Like, yeah, it's crazy, and, and I think that's that's a good way to get into uh, games we've been playing. Uh, because yeah, Yakuza like a dragon. Now, how how far have you gotten into it, James? Man, I'm I'm not that far. Um, I, I was off Thursday, and I was playing like a when I, I'm sorry, I was off Wednesday for the uh, holiday. Happy Veterans Day! Thank you to all the veterans out there. Um, I, I was off that day and, uh, that was when they came out Yeah, or, or the, actually it was the day before. So I downloaded some and got to play them that day. I did not get to play as much as I wanted to just cause it's some super, super long days at work to where it was like, you know, uh, it's like I got home at like 11 and I was like, yeah, I think I'm going to eat something and go to bed. Um, but yeah, I, I'm not very far, but I did play a bit. Um, I, I'm thinking you might have got further than I did. Uh, yeah, right now I'm on chapter three, uh, and I will say, you know, for folks that are wondering about playing this, I will say it does start out kind of slow, but there's a lot of because uh, you know this is this is a pretty much a reboot of the Yakuza series. What I mean by that is like you know we have a new protagonist, we have new characters, we have. You know, eventually a new setting, a new, you know, because it does take place in Komarocho in the beginning, but then you, you end up in another place. So there's a lot to soak in the first couple of chapters. And, uh, you know, I think like chapter one, uh, other than, you know, the chances that you have to run around and get into fights, I think you only have like maybe two fights in chapter one. There's not a yeah, whole lot, there's not a whole lot of fighting. Because I've only had uh, two, maybe like three fights. Uh, yeah, so I, I think I might have got right out of chapter one. And, you know, I'm now to the point where I'm starting to have people in my party, and 
you know, because the characters that you meet to become your friends, they actually follow you around and it becomes more, it's a, it's a JRPG. So it feels more like a JRPG with party members. I, I have like this homeless guy and he's, um, he's kind of like a mage. It's funny because he's got like an umbrella that he uses as a staff and he does stuff like, th- like throws breadcrumbs at people and they get attacked by pigeons, you know, stuff like that. Uh, and he can heal people because he used to be a nurse. I don't want to spoil too much of it, but you know, stuff like that. Like every character kind of has a classification, certain kind of job that you see in an RPG, but they, they yakuza-fy it, you know? So, I mean, it's been a lot of fun. I've really been enjoying it. I've actually been playing it in English because um, I was really impressed with the Judgment's English dubbing. I was like, you know, I was kind of apprehensive at first because, you know, I'm so used to playing the Yakuza games in Japanese with subtitles. But I was like, you know, Judgment is a little different than your standard Yakuza game. I'm going to play it in English. And I was really impressed. So... Hmm. With Like a Dragon, I was kind of the same way. I'm like, you know, this is a different... This isn't, you know, the normal Yakuza. I'm going to play it in English. Uh, and plus, you know, sometimes it's a lot easier, especially with some of those long uh, cinematics. It's a lot easier to listen to while you're, like, doing something else. Because, like, I would be... You know, I had the wash machine right by by my area that I was playing video games. So I was, like, loading in laundry while I was, like, listening to, like, what what was going on. So... That made things a little easier. Yeah, I could see that because I always do the Japanese language. Like, I, like I started on this one too. Like, it's just it's what I've been used to. But it, like, yeah, I can really see that. Uh, you know, it may be helping changing a little bit. Yeah, for me, and like I said, maybe it's because I took a a sabbatical. You know, like I didn't, I didn't finish Judgment. I didn't finish Part Six. I just like there was just a lot of Yakuza, and I'm just I'm used to having one every couple of years. You know, so oh, yeah. it was kind of an overload uh, for me. Uh, so I kind of had to just take a break and playing like a uh, like a dragon. Like I'm just kind of like wanting to run up and punch people. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because I haven't played you know a Yakuza game in like a while. And I'm like, man, I don't know. Like I might have to go back to to six. Like I I appreciate this one. Like I said, it's still Yakuza. Oh man, yeah, I, I, I still yeah. I was about to say I I think you really need to finish six because that's. Man, that's a really good one. You know, I and, and, and I do, and like I said, this this very well just might make me go back. Plus, I have my uh, you know PlayStation plug in now. Recently, I changed the the switch on the back of the TV. But uh, like I said, it, it's still Yakuza, and it's still great. And I think this could even open it to different audiences. It's kind of yeah. like if you look at a game, like hey, if you're given you know Dragon Quest or Final Fight, like I don't know, like like which one are you gonna play? Like if if you pick uh, Dragon Quest, which is a big focus on this game too, mm-hmm. uh, you know if, if you're likely to pick that one, you might really like Like a Dragon because it has that wackiness of Yakuza. Still has the kick-ass fights. It's just a different way of doing it. And you know, I'm not opposed to RPGs. It's just it's not my my normal style. But like I, I'm you know I'm still digging this game. I'm not completely sold on the protagonist yet, but I'm. I, I get the feeling we're going to see him grow and change because he's kind of a whiny little turd right now. Yeah, but he has a good heart. Yeah, the more heart. the more you play and the more you'll get into the chapters, you'll really start to like him. Because I was the same way at first. I was just kind of like, oh, you know, he when, when, I, when I first was playing, it kind of made me go back to when we played uh, Yakuza Four. You know, 
because you didn't start out as Kiro and Yakuza 4. And it was like you're yeah. playing as this new guy, and you're just kind of like, before you got to really know him, you were kind of like, okay, I'm just waiting to get done with this guy so I can go back being the dragon of, yeah. of Komorocho. And, and, you know, that doesn't happen in, in this one. But uh, it's like, he, he's a good character. He's, he's got a lot of personality, a lot of layers. I mean, when you get the, by the time you get the chapter three, that's when the game really starts to soar off. And I, I usually hate using that term because I hate the term of like, oh, a game gets good the more you play it. But it really does. Like, it, it really gets good after chapter three. And I'm hearing, like, at Chapter 6, I'm hearing Chapter 6 is when the, the battle system gets really crazy, and I've had a lot of friends tell me, hey, by the time you get to Chapter 6, get a lot of health potions. I'm like, okay, all right, don't tell me anymore, but I'll get a lot of health potions. So I'm going to start I'm gonna start doing, like, just crazy grinding, just fighting, and just leveling up as much as I can before I get to that chapter, because I'm kind of scared now, to be honest. Yeah, it's kind of daunting. It, it's a game, this is one I really wonder, like I said, I you know I made a choice to uh, stop Yak as a 6, with you know the intention of always going back to it. Um, it same with Judgment, that's another one Like I'm also going to finish. This is one I, I kind of wonder at the end, I'm like, hey, you know, am I going to make it? All the way through, which is kind of cool that they did make it a new story, and I think that's why, because it is a new style of gameplay, and you don't want to put, you know, Kirio or classic characters in there and have those longtime fans of that one style maybe be like, man, I, like, I just, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know how long I'm going to make it through this one. Like, so I'm going to try, but it's a good chance I'm just not going to finish it. Indeed, indeed. And uh, other than that, what have you been playing other than uh, Like a Dragon? Well, going back to Until Dawn, uh, I did play the new Dark Pictures game, uh, Little Hope, um, you, you know, which is really, it's fun. And, you know, it's still that, that style. You got many different characters. Uh, my wife actually sat and watched me play it for a bit. This one's kind of based more on the Salem Witch Trials. Uh, nice. Like you're on a little tour and your bus crashes. You know, you play as all the characters, you explore this town. And it has flashbacks, um, and it's not really, you know, get, giving away anything. The flashbacks, the, the characters in there, sometimes you interact with, end up looking like all the characters in your group. Um, so I don't know if it's just some kind of, like, mind trip, or it's connected, they're relatives. I don't know. But uh, I've really been enjoying that. And the new remake of 13 finally came out uh, after a year. I, I heard I heard the graphics to thirteen. I heard a lot of people were kind of complaining about that. It, well, you know, it, it it still has the look uh, to me. It, it okay. I mean, like I said, I, I was waiting for it for so long. I was like, I had to get it. It was a little bit more than I thought it would be. It was fifty bucks, uh, which I guess that's better than sixty. I was kind of hoping maybe it'd be like a forty dollar one. Uh, and I'd waited for a while and. I, like, I play it, and I, I kind of dig it because I love the old one, but it really makes me want to play the old one. <laughs> uh, even in the meantime, because I have it on Xbox, but my Xbox doesn't play discs anymore. Mm -hmm. It's very, very finicky. Um, but you can get it on GameCube and PS2 for uh, pretty cheap. So I thought about getting the old one again in the meantime, but, you know, by the time the new one came out, I was like, well, I'll just get this. And like I said, I mean, to me, the graphics are still okay. It doesn't look... They're, they're cartoony, but not at cell-shaded. Uh -huh. um, that was the thing that always stood out. It kind of has this new cartoony look. I could see people not digging it. I think a lot of people just maybe just wanted like a more crisper 
cartoon cell shade look. Maybe that's what we really wanted. Um, but it, it, I, I'm going to jump back into it again. I was going to, you know, go and I played it for a little bit and then played Yakuza and then I also played Little Hope a little bit more. I was kind of yeah. going between the three games on my uh, on my day off, but I mean, like I said, so, like so far, it's not bad. It's one I'll talk about more in next episode because I want to get further into it. Or like I said, I might just end up getting a, a copy of the old one and playing that. I, I don't know. May, maybe wait for a, a sale on that one. You know, unless you're just really, really into it. <laughs> Indeed, and I, I covered a lot of games that were I was playing in my last episode of. Uh... Of a of, of a kind of a reboot series because I've always had a series about games I've been playing on my YouTube channel, which you guys can check out on youtube.com slash Xander Scullion in case you're not listening to the podcast on YouTube. But I changed the title to uh, Play and Tell. I thought Play and Tell just sounded a lot better than games I've been playing. But uh, I talked a lot about those games. But I've been playing some other games since I made that episode. Uh, I did recently buy uh, No More Heroes, which I covered on that episode, but I just recently bought No More Heroes 2, which I had never played. And I started playing that a little bit yesterday. I didn't play much of it because I was playing it at work and I had some customers come in, so I kind of put it down, so I got to pick it back up. But it seemed to be leaps and bounds uh, graphically. It looked a lot better than No More Heroes, which I still like the way No More Heroes looked. And uh, also been playing this other like eight bit style game called A Whole New World on Switch, and it's a you know side scrolling platformer. You're playing as a, the Potion Master. You're playing as this uh, you know sorceress guy that throws potions and, and kills bad guys. It's a side scrolling kind of uh, Castlevania like, but then what makes this game really different is there's no pitfalls. Uh, there are pitfalls in the game, but when you fall down the pits, you're in the upside-down world. Like, everything's upside-down, and there's more enemies that you have to kill. And then you, So it almost becomes like a puzzle element, because there's certain areas you can't get into one world, so you have to go down the pitfall and go in the upside-down world. And, and it, that's, it's kind of getting some used to. I, I get kind of used to playing upside-down. Like, that's kind of weird. But... I got it on the Switch for like 97 cents, so I can't really complain too much. And normally a, a game that cheap, because it was on sale, it was like 90% off, I'm kind of apprehensive about. Because, you know, the Switch has a lot of cheap games, and some of them aren't that good. So it's just kind of like rolling the dice, but like, am I getting a deal getting this game this cheap, or am I getting what I pay for? Man. Oh, dude, I bought a game like that on the Xbox. It was like some karate game. Or it, was like, it was called like Kung Fu dash arcade i like i don't even know how to play it and apparently it at some point was like forty dollars and i got it for one dollar mm-hmm. and i mean it it's fucking awful like i i yeah. can't remember any game i've played recently that like it, it's so bad like i want to go back to it again like am i am i missing something like i'm, I'm not sure but there yeah. are a lot, always lots of great games i have a better experience on the switch as far as cheap games and uh i'll throw out one other thing too playing like a dragon uh, did make me go back again and start watching the uh, Outrage movies, which I always love. And, like, honestly, if you're a fan of the Yakuza series, you really got to watch these. Uh, the director, Takeshi Kitano, he was even in Yakuza 6 as one of the uh, smaller bosses in one of the other towns. Uh, but he started ma- he's made many Yakuza movies, actually, but he has this Outrage series. And uh, to me, it's one of the closest things where it has this humor but it also has this, you know, hardcore violence. Uh, people getting their faces slashed. Some dude trying to cut his finger off with a box cutter, but it's not working. And it's a big. It's actually a funny scene. Um, 
But but if you love the Yakuza series and the humor, like you've got to check out the Outrage. There's three of them: Outrage, Beyond Outrage, which I think are the the best two. And then there's Outrage Coda, which uh was another movie I waited for a very long time, much like some of the Yakuza games to see because it came out, uh, and I didn't have a region free player at the time, so I had to wait for the U.S. release. And it was one I also liked too, but like not quite as much. But as, uh, I started Outrage again. I'm going to watch the series, and of course, I'm going to I'm going to finish it, and judge it again. But I mean, I think they're they're awesome. Uh, like I said, if you love the game, you should really really check out this movie series. Yeah, uh, and and also you just reminded me on um, in the English voice acting category of Like a Dragon, uh, George Take actually uh, is a voice actor in the game. And he, he plays one of the uh he plays the Yakuza boss, the the, the chairman. And uh-huh. um he's man, whew, it is great. Like he does such a good job. I was like and he's got such a um recognizable voice that I at first I was playing it and I'm like, Who is that? That that guy sounds familiar. <laughs> and I looked it up and it was him and I'm like, Oh no shit, that's awesome. I, I will say, like, um, like a dragon's English voice acting is really, really good. And, and for some of the folks that, uh, you know, haven't played the Yakuza series, has always been kind of on the fence about it. I would say this: if you like JRPGs, definitely try Like a Dragon. And if you're apprehensive about, you know, dubs, don't don't worry about it. The English voice acting is really, really good. The dubs really good. So, I, and then you know, I probably need to go back and. Um, play a little bit in Japanese too because I do want because I haven't really heard Ichiban the new guy I haven't really heard his Japanese voice too much which is really weird like because now when I see him I hear the English voice yeah he's kind of like I just remember it's like he's like whining a lot I don't know maybe he whines a lot too when he's pushing around the 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 young master he's always just like he's just got like I'm like dude like like, chill out (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah yeah the freaking young master man like wow that scene where he's just like, I'm going to stand up now. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Have you got to that part? Yeah. 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 No, no, I saw the, uh, <laughs> his superpowers. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's then he a, gets his heart broken. Oh, yeah. Sad. There's there's so much to this game. Like, I am telling you, it's got a really good story. But Listen, the story definitely grabbed me. I mean, it, it makes, like, I'm not, you know, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm not giving up on it. Like I said, just, I wonder... How far, like you know, I will get, and who knows? Like I said, I might stop and just jump back in some of the older games. I, I might need to I kick will, a little ass. I will for, say, uh, I will say, I man, uh, because I, I know a little bit more about Like a Dragon, and I'm not going to spoil too much. But you got to finish six. You, you got, you got to finish yeah. that, man. You got to play it and finish it, because uh, that's that's such a good. And I, I think, I think it's fitting. I mean, you're you're the Yakuza guy. <laughs> you, you got you got to see the end of it. Yeah, no, I do. Like, I said, like maybe it's just sometimes it's just a personal like 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 hold off from like I don't know. Maybe it's just me not wanting to end again. <laughs> just going back to that. Oh, indeed, indeed. And uh, anything else you want to add to our uh, PS4 talk before we close things up? I mean, no. It, it, it it's a great system. Uh, I think you know it. it it would overall, if I had to pick, even though uh, you know I play a bit more of the X One now, I'd still pick PlayStation over it. Mm-hmm. Like I said, VR is still awesome; it's still fun if you can find a set, uh, you know, for a good deal, and you've been skeptical about it. Like, still, I, I highly recommend it, especially if you love light gun games, because I mean that's the way to do it. It is very immersive, and it's uh, it's kind of mind blowing when you first you know try it out. It's like wow, 
but it is a hassle, you know, with the extra chords and the moves. And, you know, it's just, it, it's a process to play. But, yeah. I mean, it is really great. And, uh, you know, I, I'm glad they put that. They're still putting out games for it. And like I said, we, you know, we've got a, still a long ways to go with these systems before we have to jump into the next ones. Uh, but it, it's great to see them out. And like I said, I hope people have a good time with them, you know. And, and again, I, I, I tell folks, if you haven't jumped on the PS4, uh, now's the time to do it. I mean, there's going to be tons of crazy Black Friday sales, tons of sales. I mean, Sony hasn't, even though the PS5's out, and hasn't even been out a week yet, um, I don't see Sony slowing down too much with the PS4 in the near future. Especially, especially you know, because of the huge user base it has. It has one of the biggest user bases in, in video game consoles. So... I think the PS4 is probably going to have another couple years before they decide to, you know, slow down production. So, yeah, right now, best time to get some of those games that you haven't played, like Final Fantasy 15 or Final Fantasy 7 Remake or, uh, you know, Bloodborne, uh, freaking Bloodstained Ritual of the Night. So many, so many great games. It's a whole Uncharted series. You yeah. Know? I mean, that, God that's of War, Spider Man. So much. You can play Batman on VR even. Yeah. But uh but yeah guys, this is gonna conclude another episode of Excess Gaming Podcast. Again, if you have any uh anything you wanna say to us, like a suggestion, a question, you can email us at excessgamingpodcast at gmail dot com. And again, this podcast is available on all your favorite podcatchers of choice is iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher. Uh, Spotify, and if there's a podcatcher, just hit me up on Twitter at Excess Gaming Podcast on Twitter. Anyway, guys, as always, thanks for listening, and as always, happy gaming. Have a pleasant evening, and go watch Outrage. Indeed. And, oh yeah, oh yeah, and happy Thanksgiving. Because by the time we come back, Thanksgiving will be over. So I hope you guys have a very safe, wonderful Turkey Day. Definitely. Hang up some Christmas decorations too, if your heart so pleases.